Hi, everybody. It's good old JR Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. Let it play. get into it Trying ladies and gentlemen coming at you live from the bad medicine studios on the 13th floor sponsored by jim beam bf goodwrench tires the ford f-150 raptor and honda power sports this is the bad medicine podcast welcome oh, i can't wait till we get real sponsors <laughs> you oh, can't even say fan. that anymore it's gonna be hey <laughs> You didn't, uh, oh, never mind. You, you didn't, didn't get the Raptor. A, you didn't notice a scratch in your Raptor? No. I, I, no. I walked by a little bit. I was carrying. Have you rolled yours yet? I have not. I have not. I, I haven't jumped it and set off the airbags yet either. There's an airbag. Not, there's some, not, there's some good not for lack of, of trying. Maybe I should uh, figure that shit out before I roll it again. <laughs> well, maybe you should. Hey, I, I found out what you do. I found out what happens is that uh, you don't take a corner going as fast as you can. Down a hill. That. You got to remember, it's not a full-on stadium trophy truck. I mean, it, well, it you looks said like it. one. But you told me, "Hey, Damone, just give her, just go as fast as you can." I did, I did. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, did. I thought you knew to <laughs> turn. Well, I did turn. I just turned a little too sharp going down at a really bad angle. That was my bad. That that will happen. Not that it was the Raptor's fault, or what, what was I driving again? You you were driving the Raptor. <laughs> yeah, I thought the Raptor. He was... No, oh, it was the bailout mobile. Not, not the Raptor. <laughs> the uh, the four wheeler that we own. The Razor. The Razor. Oh, you were taking the Razor. Yeah, that's oh, what I was talking uh, about. They, they, oh, well, did you, you think I was talking about the Raptor? That's oh. what I thought we were talking about. Jesus. Oh no, the Razor. Okay. Okay. Well, I, if you're going to be driving a Razor, I hope you got the fire extinguisher ready because they do have a tendency to start on fire. Just well, you saying. recommended it. Well, be because I. How many you know, times have you, you shopped for the Buster saying, "Hey"? I got a new one for you. Tell the story. Oh, you, you, you were there. Let's see. Every other week, I get a get a, like a full phone book full of names and addresses to who's got razors and aces for available well, you know, for purchase. You say you're you want to get into it and you want to be an enthusiast. I'm just trying to help you out. You know. Well, when are you getting that jet ski, Dave? Oh, there was one today for sale for nine hundred bucks. I almost oh. I almost bought it just to have it. Just so I could just pound the hell out of it and then drive it when there's still ice on the lake. <laughs> oh, you might as well. I mean, they can still fly through the ice. You're good. It's check just out, built like the Titanic. Uh, check out Ostacruiser if you want to see that uh, done, driving your uh, jet ski in the early spring, busted through the ice. You know. Oh, that would be fun. Speaking of uh, Ford, I feel like we should do uh, – well, before that, I feel like I should take this moment to have a educational moment – for all of our listeners who do not know how to merge properly, 
Uh, so if you guys don't mind, I would like to take this uh, about 60 seconds here to explain to the dumb fucking idiot who's not listening to this podcast who should be. Tell him, Dave. <laughs> you do not have the right of way. So when you're looking at me and you're trying to pass me in the merge lane and I'm not giving up any speed, that's None. your fault. And if anyone wants to challenge us on this, you can Google it because it says strictly that the person in the right lane has the right of way. The person trying to merge has to yield to traffic. That's right. Especially the right lane. So fuck you to the person who's not listening to this podcast who should be. The one. I'm just right. He is right, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, speaking of... It's about uh, time, but, you know, UK drivers, take all those rules and move it to the left. Speaking of Andrew (laughs) cutting me off (laughs) and cutoffs... Here's one for you now. <laughs> he just tried to merge into your traffic. Yeah, he well, did. <clears throat> I had the right away. I was merging. Classic, <laughs> classic thumb to the eye, right there. <laughs> but he is, you know, to what you were just saying there to our UK listeners. Disregard, total disregard. Because we don't know your driving side. laws. It's That's the, right. It's the left hand side. I'm just, assuming. Just watch out for those traffic cams. That's all you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, speaking of driving, so Quinn, uh, tell us more about I what am, you're going to talk. Uh, well, you know, I'm getting ready for the NFL season. It's uh, going to be underway here pretty soon, and to prepare myself, I was watching a little Formula One today, watching the Canadian Grand Prix, fantastic race, and um, I see they're taking a, a page out of the NFL playbook. And what do you the mean? The stewards or referees are deciding who wins races now. So was, tell us more because uh, I, I'm intrigued. You were trying to tell me earlier, but we I stopped was, you. Uh, What's that? Ferrari's, you uh, Ferrari's driver, Sebastian Vettel, multiple world champion. He was leading the race, uh, comes into a turn a little bit hot. Uh, the back end got away from him. He slid across a little bit of grass. And you know, mind you, he's going about 100 miles an hour, sliding across grass. Then he comes back onto the track, somehow comes within millimeters I'm going to use metric for our European friends. And Canadian friends. And our Canadian friends. Nah, they, they still call it a quarter pounder in Canada. Oh, it's it was a, KM. It was a they go kilometers. Down. My bad. That was my bad. <laughs> kilometers. I went in there one year thinking I was going to get a Royale with cheese, and it was just called a quarter, <laughs> quarter pounder. pounder. What a letdown. Anyways, Sebastian Vettel's within millimeters of the wall. He's leading Lewis Hamilton by, I believe, it was about 1.8 seconds, or maybe it was 0.8 seconds at that point because he was right on his tail. And the stewards decided he did an unsafe entry back onto the track. And, uh, you know, they should have just been lucky he didn't put it into the wall and take out both himself and another world champion, Lewis Hamilton. So they gave uh, Sebastian a five-second penalty, and that pretty much guaranteed him second place. But the the footage of Sebastian after the race, where he goes in front of Lewis's car and moves the first-place placard in front of where his car would be and puts the second-place placard in front of Lewis's, was pretty incredible. Now, I'm not going to hate on Lewis. He's great. Uh, love everything he does. You know, all the drivers in Formula One are pretty good. I really, you know, can't say there's anyone I don't like, but the stewards really screwed that one. So that's my long way around here to try to tell everybody how I'm ready for the NFL of referees deciding who wins and loses on Sunday. So with with F1 racing, who is your favorite? Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Max Verstappen right now. He's, I believe he's 20 or 21 years old now. Lives in Monaco, makes millions of dollars every year driving a Formula One car, and he's got a really great attitude. 
kind of a take no prisoners kind of attitude, I guess you'd say. Guy's fantastic, but yeah, love Vettel, love Hamilton, Botas, Charles Leclerc. All those guys are great. Old Danny Rick. It's, it's hard not to like any of the drivers. They've all got really great personalities, and uh, I'm telling you, you guys are missing out by uh, by snoozing on Formula One. It's fantastic. Buster, comments? What? Oh, you were talking? <laughs> hey, wake up. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> Oh, that, that's right. I forgot. It's the Quinn show with. <laughs> I told you guys last time not to let me monopolize. Well, the no, entire you podcast. did good. Yeah. You did really well. Do you get here? You, I, I want to talk F1. I was out I of it. Talk F1. Might as well let you talk F1. Get it out of there your system. There was 300,000 people in, in uh, Montreal today to watch the race there, Buster. I'm just saying. They had no, it's Montreal. What else is there to do there? Uh, I believe all drugs are legal there, I think. <laughs> well, marijuana is. Okay. You know what's funny with they that? They took mushrooms Wisconsin, and thing. <laughs> Wisconsin's about to be surrounded by all legalized states. We're going to be like the last one. Not that oh. it matters, but whatever. Yeah, it's kind of a strange thing, isn't it? I mean, uh, <laughs> go ahead and political. make it legal. <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. But... It's just funny. Like, go ahead and make it legal, and, and that's fine. Do whatever you want, but... Uh, don't come crying to me when you can't get hired for a fucking job because you can't pass a drug test. Dude, uh, just do what uh, other people have done and just buy your urine online. That's all you need to do. I'm just going to pull a Latimer. There I'm you go. Gonna You're going to hide it. That seemed to work pretty good for him in the program. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, what, 1994? Oh, what, are you uh, saying they can't hide urine in bathrooms anymore? Still the best football movie ever made, I think, is the program. I've seen it once, and I haven't seen it ever since, like, early 2000s. <laughs> early 2000s. I have it on my DVR. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it all hooked up here in the studios. We'll, we'll do a live podcast. Just type it through it. the whole building for the audio. It oh, should sh- be. I Like I said, it should be shown. I guarantee I you the grounds crew Sunday. will love hearing fucking any lines. You know, uh, what's <laughs> funny here is uh, going back to the legalizing, when we were up in good old Canada – couple couple weeks ago i will say beautiful beautiful land there i'm surprised you really don't live there honestly <laughs> i was thinking the whole ah, time the gun laws are the, too strict quinn the mountain man should be up here <laughs> but uh it, it was weird since it is legal there they do treat it like cigarettes where you shouldn't be in public with it how much was it because i know there's cigarettes the last time i was up there are like 17 dollars a pack it wasn't cheap I, I i saw something quick it wasn't it was double digits that's for sure yeah. i can't remember the exact price i know it was over 12 but uh, it, when we were at a resort, these guys were playing disc golf. Go figure, oh, right? Big surprise. Just lighting it up in front of Froth. people. <laughs> hey, man. Where's, where's my Frisbee, man? Where'd it go, bro? But then, especially on the trails, instead of the ball. by Shannon Falls up there, these two youngsters, maybe 17, just they look at you like, you going to do anything? And then <laughs> they lit up, and it was just like, what are we going to do? You know, don't look at us. Well, they thought weird. you were undercover. Uh, yeah, they, 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 looked at, they looked at everybody like you were. Look out, he's got me? a pomp. Yeah. He might be undercover cop. So. But if it's legal. Well, technically in like the parks, you can't be lighting it up. Oh. From my understanding. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could be really wrong on that. It's just funny because well, you, you can't even way? have a beer in a boat up there when you're fishing, but they're going to legalize all these drugs. It just seems really odd. Yeah, like I said, they're they're trying to treat everything, you know, like don't be doing it here, don't be doing it there. I you can still do it. Oh, yeah. is legal in Canada too. The last time I checked, I don't know, Andrew, is that true? Hey, Google that while we're sitting here, Andrew. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's put it on your. Well, phone. Dave's asking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, it's being tracked already. Yeah. No, a good transition here, right? 
I think we should what bestiality. <laughs> bestiality, great transition. I, think... I just got a dog, ladies and gentlemen. What was your trans? What? That's weird. We'll we'll leave that one on yeah, there. Don't worry. Do that Google search for us. So, I think we should take a moment here to be movie critics. Or movie uh, reviewers. Right. Movie reviewers. Yeah. Or uh, movie enthusiasts. There we go. I like that word better. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Huh. How great was uh, that trailer? I saw the trailer for that, and I'm like, that's a midnight showing. That's one you go to you know, the day before on the midnight showing, and you suck it up, and you go to check that out. I am intrigued because we're you and, and I are fans of the GT40. These aren't car guys I'm talking to either. No, I, I read up on the GT40. Dude. I would love. Did you see that video of where they were at here in that local big time dealer? I'm not even going to announce their name because they're not sponsoring us. No, they're small fries. That was when they were down by Muskego, right? And they were doing like 150 no, 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 on the, the highway. Literally, uh, there was. Well, you're not on Facebook, so never mind. On Facebook, <laughs> uh, one of the local dealers. I've seen Black Mirror, ladies and gentlemen. It terrifies me. <laughs> one of the local dealers that starts with a B actually ah. had a GT40 uh, get dropped off in their lot, dude. The way that car sounded when they brought it off mm-hmm. that trailer. Huh. Yeah, and they, they probably weren't even doing anything special with it, just driving it, the like, idling. Yeah, it was, it yeah that's what amazing. I meant. By the, it was just the idle. Oh, yep. Dude. The, the guy backing it off the trailer was so nervous. He's like, God, I hope I don't end up on YouTube. <laughs> it's only a $500,000 car with 800 horse. This could go so bad so fast. <laughs> he's, like, he's like so nervous that seat was just sopping wet after he got out from all the sweat, just moving it an inch. No, but I am excited to see that because you, you sent a text that it's basically the Punisher, Jason Bourne, and Batman. <laughs> yep, yep. And I mean, what more could you possibly want for a movie? And... And awesome cars, the greatest, you know, some of the greatest storylines ever oh, yeah. of, of racing with, you know, Carol Shelby and, and others. It'll just be incredible. How was that movie not made earlier, you think? Or with those storylines? That's, that's what I mean. Maybe they that. had to get, I don't know if there is maybe any legalization or anything with it, with getting the rights to like cars or to it, their it could estates. Be something like that, you there know? could be a bunch of that stuff because maybe, because ultimately Ferrari loses, did they want to, like, oh, let's tell this story? Yeah, I know. I mean, and you know, with Carol Shelby passing away here in the last couple of years, um, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe his estate or whatever had to okay it. But you know, another movie like that that I th- felt didn't get a lot of publicity was Rush. That was a Ron Howard movie about. Wasn't that uh, with uh, Hemsworth? Yeah, that was oh, with he- Hemsworth, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was about the uh, um, Kit, right? Kit Harrington. The actual late great uh Nikki Lauder, research get on that who re- recently passed away and it was their story uh with Nikki Lauder and James Hunt of uh you know mm. their formula one battles actually ironically enough talking about formula one and just an incredible movie that um you know again I don't know if it's because of its racing uh, you know it doesn't get a lot of uh publicity you know that Daniel Bruhl that was the other guy yeah that like I actually have I actually sat and watched that movie about racing mm-hmm. My, Quinn didn't even tell me to watch it. I watched it on my own accord, mainly because of Helmsworth and then how Daniel just lost himself in the role where he even had the overbite and everything like him. It was just, and the story was told perfectly about the playboy that Helmsworth was and everything like that. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a phenomenal movie. So we're putting over the fact that if you like basically a story about a GT 40 and a little bit about Ferrari, you should probably watch this movie. <laughs> or if you just like good actors in good roles, 
doing something that doesn't involve superheroes or some other nonsense, well, this could be the one for you. There's mm-hmm. a lot of movies you watch just because of the actors, and then you find out, oh, this is actually a good movie overall. It wasn't mm-hmm. as much as I like the actors. Yeah, they did a great job in it, but holy shit, they told a great story and everything. So, yeah, you like watching those type I of movies. I watched a two-and-a-half-minute trailer about a video game for a system I don't even have just because it had John Bernthal in it. <laughs> like he was in the latest uh, Call of Duty or something like that. Yes, as, he as the, the so he is the star of a, a video game that's coming out. Stats and Research, can you get on that for uh, our sake of the name? <laughs> hey, Frankie, get on that! God damn it! But, uh, yeah, he is the face of that game. I, mm-hmm. I just saw some on it earlier today. Well, and they had Norman Reedus. He's the the face of um, some other video game that the guys who were behind Metal Gear uh, are making. It's a post-apocalyptic video game, and Norman's the, the Very face fitting. of that. So. Very fitting for yeah. Mr. Norman Reedus. It is. Yeah, uh, it just came out, too, the other day. Uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be a part of one. And they, they had nicknamed him Tron Wick. In it oh, because geez. because because of how the rights well no but not them but like people online have been saying it's Tron Wick because of how how it's gonna all be encompassing because okay. he's he's gonna be this badass but then it's kind of taking in the like a super pseudo world like Tron so okay. then they're calling him Tron Wick. So, it's an untapped market. Yeah, I mean, the video games are a multi-billion-dollar industry. I mean. How much does it really cost of all the money Rockstar makes on, say, Grand oh, Theft Christ. Auto? Oh, What's dude. it cost them to throw $500,000 at John Bernthal or for a you know, whatever it costs for Keanu Reeves or Norman Reedus to do a voiceover? For like probably two pages of lines and that's yeah. it, where they're used to 50 pages or more. And their yep. shit will sell like no tomorrow. Like Metal Gear Solid used uh, Kiefer Sutherland uh, to be the voice of Snake, Snake. for, for two God, that game they was awesome. They should okay. Kurt Russell. Okay. <laughs> Playing video games with Diamond Dave is unbelievable. This game, you're supposed to be stealth, right? <laughs> okay, I'm even telling him, dude, you got to sneak in this and take this guy out. All right, I'll do that. <laughs> you just start shooting up. Everybody <laughs> Guns a blazing. Guns a blazing. I got to get out of this. Well, you could have snuck. Ah, oh, fuck that. So he's got to hang off a cliff. <laughs> it takes until, too much time, Until Quinn. they can't find him. So he spends more time hanging off a cliff waiting for him to stop looking for him. But how, that was fun, though. <laughs> Yeah, so Incredible fun. grip strength <laughs> by Snake Plisted. Can, can you believe it? Snake can hang on the edge of a cliff for an hour and a half, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that'd be like that for the uh, Dark Knight game. He'd be like, "All right, you need to go. <laughs> you need to do this very quietly, otherwise it won't work." Ah, fuck it. Watch this. <laughs> Forty-five minutes later, I do it because I couldn't pass the level. Oh yeah. yeah. There was times too. It's like, hey, okay, sneak up. That was just them. the uh, got the, the tutorial like, level. <laughs> It gets to the point where Dave just throws me in the group. Well, then you do it. Show me. And then I do it in one try, easy, because I'm doing what you're just supposed to do. Just get past this level, Andrew. Just, just fucking go. Lives, levels. Oh, shit. I lost yeah. again. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it is good to have the games like Metal Gear and whatnot, because if I see one more first-person shooter come out, I just can't handle so, it. I, mean, I, I don't I'm understand just, the, popu- the popularity of this game. I am games. terrible I at first-person shooter. See, that's the thing. You have to, if you're good at them, you love them. Like, GoldenEye, double, GoldenEye was the, was the no, king was, back in the day. That was Genesis right there. That's where it all started. That was, you know, king. I remember I mean, Doom, okay, parties, parties, everyone was playing it. Well, because you could well, play did you play Doom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you guys play Doom on the computer? Yeah, yeah, I played uh, Doom. Not on the computer. Was, and like but Wolfenstein, 
you know, yeah. the, the one that was before that. Yeah. yeah, those those are great. They're ahead of their time. But, like, that was your one level, and, you know, you're just walking around and shooting. Now it's like you got to go the 360, and you're getting hit from behind. I can't even tell. Oh, wait, I got to spin around. What the hell is going <laughs> on here? And then Gold and I, like, I remember playing my friends and getting killed every five seconds. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. <laughs> so then I, I I hated first-person shooters from then on. Never cared for them. No, I, I, I can't do it. I just think they're stupid. Nothing can ever I, all the, I, mean, I prefer the, the, the third-person Isn't view. it all the same? Yeah, third-person. Where it's behind you and behind, you can. Behind, top, down, just, whatever. I just, I, that's the totally way agree. to do it. Your, your fallouts or, you know, whatever. Nothing but, can ever top Mario, though. That's a game you can always go back to and Mario just enjoy the shit Mario out of it. Mario 3 is tough to beat. It really is. Yeah, I have I a bad agree. habit of always hoarding all my little... Uh, little <laughs> I've uh, played with you, man. <laughs> all my oh mushrooms my and fireflowers. <laughs> I got like three pages of them, and I won't use any of them. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fan of this conversation right now, he is not lying. It, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, Quinn, just... Can we hurry up here? No, I need my coins. <laughs> I got to get them all. <laughs> it will take a level where it will probably take anyone like five minutes. It takes Quinn 20 because he knows every coin, every hiding spot, and he goes and hoards it. See, that, that's why I almost wanted to get a Wii, or no, not Wii, uh, their new Switch, because they have Mario Maker on there where you can make your own levels. That was the only reason I want to get that <laughs> because then you, you can, uh, people all over the world will make levels and you can get them by beating them. And there's some levels, they are just so hard to fucking get through. There's one that's called Don't Move, where you literally don't move, and it moves you around. And if you move one inch with the D-pad, you die. <laughs> are those like the intriguing. ones you see on YouTube every now and then yeah. where it's like impossible level or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah. And it, like even the ones that Nintendo makes and puts on there, they're not like they're not the easiest. Yeah, so I think we can all agree first-person shooters suck. Suck. And uh, Mario 3 is a classic. And uh, don't play... Metal Gear Solid is a classic. And don't play stealth games with Dave unless you want to get cringed. You're like, God, what the fuck are you Just come on. Let's just do it. You know, before we get off the gaming topic, I'm just so impressed by how uh, Madden, the Madden tournaments are now. Oh. And how much money these... 13-year-olds make on this shit. Oh, yeah. Are they able to determine what a catch is in Madden? <laughs> yeah. Actually, Madden is actually way more lenient. And, uh, you know, once in a while, you actually miss a tackle or two when you clearly smoke the guy. Andrew can contest to that. Oh, geez. Uh, you know who the best quarterback for Madden is? Is Dave. He oh, I thought you were going to say Brett Favre. <laughs> he plays like Brett Favre like, is on Adderall. I mean, he just, he's, oh, there's five guys around there? I'll force it in there. Oh, picked. How'd that happen? Oh, Jesus Christ. Or I'll be like, hey, I'm wide open, Dave, on the sideline. Nope, goes to the other side, picked off once again. But that was single coverage usually when that happens. <laughs> so I get picked off more in single coverage than I do the quadruple. <laughs> That's what you get growing up watching those Bears every Sunday. That's, you know, he, he, the, the, the poor kid never had a quarterback to look up oh, to. You I know? can't wait for Cordell Stewart this year or, or Jim Miller. That's or, all right. <laughs> I've had Tom Brady to look up to. Oh, God. He's got the gauntlet. <laughs> oh, Defense wins championships. So I've heard. Hmm. Well, gentlemen, what's our next transition here? <laughs> oh, well, Quinn, you're good, Adam. Why don't you swing us into something? All right. Well, so I'm perusing uh, YouTube. You know, you got your stuff that pops up on your feed, and there's there's obviously been a lot of wrestling stuff I've had popping up. You know, you're watching the big, the big AEW show, and you know the NXT uh, takeovers and whatnot, and 
I gotta say, I, I they're just Dave. I know this is kind of if if we had pet peeves for members of the Bad Medicine <laughs> podcast, I'm pretty sure Dave's pet peeve would be the overuse of super kicks and knee strikes to the face. Have I made that kind of obvious? And Never. the seemingly speaking of video games, God mode that Tessa Blanchard is on. <laughs> And, you know, I mean... Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, B, A, select, start. I believe that would work. For <laughs> That's her, probably a I cheat think. code. You know, it's That's like, the Konami code. You know, we had the 75th anniversary of D-Day. You know, <laughs> we could have just sent Tessa Blanchard to storm the beaches and, you know, probably would have been fine. Apparently, she's just total god mode, can take out a grown male tag team. Two of them. No problem. Yeah, Two both guys. Easy. So, uh... I'm going to kind of send you that softball, Dave, and, and let you uh, comment. Okay, so obviously there's a couple roads of travel we can go down, right, when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. So I'm going to go down the road of realism because there's a road of entertainment, and I totally understand that and get that. And but that's I'm, where you end up with your Orange Cassidy's and Joey Ryan's of the world. And now Tessa Blanchard's. <laughs> Apparently, yep. <laughs> but I'm going to go stay down the road of reality, okay. of realism, and make me get the dis- uh, suspend my disbelief, right? Okay. So for me, and I know I'm probably in the minority here, but uh, tell me how does a woman of her stature, who's not even a Ronda Rousey background, None. Nope. We Come don't even in. know if she can actually fight her way out of a wet paper bag. We don't. We know. don't know. And I'm and I'm really not trying to shit on her. <laughs> I'm really not <laughs> because I get it. Like I said, we're I gonna, mean, I she could be a star. I'm not going to deny she that. She will be a star, and, right? and she, she is a star be. now. She is a star now, and the will way be she's bigger. being used is just silly. <laughs> just silly. <laughs> just silly. <laughs> well, again, I'm going to stay on the road of realism. And try to make people suspend their disbelief a little bit more, right? Uh, that whole thing with her taking out two dudes. Granted, she's taller than one of them. That's true. But that still does not. Uh, I just don't get why the impact what, wrestling to say she is has trying higher to, ground. No, okay. Prime <laughs> example. Prime example would be Brian Cage versus Tessa. Okay. You and yeah. I watched yeah, that. Yeah, we did watch and that. And you and me, after the first 60 seconds, we were like, Jesus Christ, is this really happening? And the match went 20 minutes. It did. She beat Brian Cage, who's a jacked up dude. Yeah, he's probably legit. You think he's six feet tall? I mean, I know he's No, he's I think a bit he's short. probably my height, probably 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, but, but he's six feet wide, for he, sure. He's six feet wide. And how many times did he give her some kind of vicious power bomb that should knock out a woman in real life? Yeah, or yeah, anybody. Or anybody. anybody. You, you watch UFC. So pl- right here, folks, what we got bomb. in the Bad Medicine Studios right now is Tessa jumping off the top rope, doing a code breaker, no selling her back. Go, sh- go figure. And she just <laughs> takes out two dudes. Now again, I do think she could take. We you all Dave. think she's a star, going to be a bigger star. Uh-huh. But the stuff that they're doing right now is just not good. But in an entertainment way, if no, you're looking at entertainment, fine, whatever. But this is just not believable. So how am I supposed to believe now that any of these dudes can win a match do you from here think, on out? Do you think that because of where we are with wrestling right now, with the I mean, let's just call it out the lack of true male stars in the industry right now you have the 
Becky Lynch's of the world to a certain extent, the Tessa Blanchard's that that's who people are popping for to go see. Like they want us for whatever reason, they want to go out and see girls do out, go out and do badass moves and no sell and be tough, you know, uh, and whether that's because of that's what's going on in popular culture with movies or whatever. I mean, do you think that's a part of that? Because I think with WWE, they're doing it to a certain extent. One, they haven't developed any male stars. Two, when you look in the audience, the um, the audiences where they go, whether that's New York, L.A., Chicago, all your bigger cities, tend to lean a certain way. Let's be honest. You know, that's kind of obvious. And I think maybe they're just playing to what they want to see the – the ridiculously overpowered female lead, let's say. Yeah, but at least with Becky, they keep her in the lane of just fighting females. I swear I thought she was going to come out and attack Brock Lesnar <laughs> when he was beating up Seth. I Part of me thought it was going to happen. You, that would be great. They could have her come out and at least do something to Paul Heyman, you know, just to distract Brock, and then Seth can get the upper hand on Brock. Oh, I mean, That's how they could work that. And then, and then Brock could put her in a Kimura lock and break both her arms like he did to Triple H. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, he, he I, broke I thought her this arms. was going to work. She comes running out with broken T-Rex arms. Oh, boy. Like I said, I understand the entertainment value out of this because, you know, we got some guys saying, uh, yeah, well, Dave, it's, all, it's sports entertainment. No shit, Sherlock. But mm-hmm. what about the realism that we're all getting for it? Mm-hmm. Really well, especially suspend our with UFC, with UFC being as hot as it is. I mean, I'm maybe not, you know, so much in recent years with like McGregor being done and Rousey being done. But like we've all seen guys take one roundhouse kick to the head and, and end up in the hospital. I'm so glad you brought that up because folks, I sent Andrew and Quinn last night a video of one UFC match that happened last night between two women and all First 20 seconds of the round, this chick takes basically a super kick, round <laughs> slash roundhouse kick to the face, and she was out. The referee was like panicking because that's how hard she got kicked. Now you're going to tell me in WWE where you get told, even on the indie scene, you shouldn't be using closed fists because there's no no evidence that you're getting punched or whatever the excuse is. And now I always thought it's because uh, I always wanted to save, save the my hands. hands. <laughs> got to save your hands for the grappling. You ever punch somebody in real life? You're not grabbing something after that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe. oh drink number two, Andrew, huh? I thought it was six. No, whatever. Same it's thing. It's been a slow day. <laughs> but, yeah, I just don't get – I just don't get it anymore. I, well, yeah, well, even with me with the forearms. Just the, the, the silliness of what's going on with with wrestling right now, it's it's really strange. And is it because there's so much more entertainment? Is it because the business has been exposed? Is it because of, you know, uh, social um, uh, social pressures with political correctness or equal rights, whatever you want to, you know, flavor of the week, want to push. Is it a combination of all that? I mean, it probably is a combo of oh, all yeah. that. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I was watching Bubba Ray Dudley give Trish Stratus a power bomb from the top rope through a table. And a 70 year old woman. Yeah, but also at that same time, you had Sable beating Mark Merrill when he was supposed to then have a match with Austin, to which Austin put a kibosh on that. He's like, why would I want to face him now? He just lost to Sable on national television. Ah, That was probably Vince Russo booking that. (laughs) It probably was. (laughs) It was, because if it was on uh, Beyond the Ring, they show a a moment, uh, there's a scene where it's Vince Russo talking to Sable about what she's going to do that night. 
Is that where he's like, you got to really, really sell it? Yeah. yeah that's yeah, where he says that. Like oh, that. I remember that one now. Oh, Vince Russo, <laughs> greatest booker ever. Uh, Book it. You know, I tell you what, you know, Cornette doesn't like him, but I think he needs to stay in his lane a little bit with the greatness of Vince Russo. <laughs> I think he's going to be Bro, on bro. All right, bro. All right. If Jesus could, Christ could be coming down the <laughs> ring, and the Triple thing. H will have a better entrance than Jesus Christ. Bro. During WrestleMania, bro. I mean, I'm just saying, if you could give me Vince Russo and a drunken Eric Bischoff as, as running my show, you might have something there. Clang, clang, clang. Now, see, have you got, seen the table for three, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, you got to watch it and just watch Eric Bischoff. Just how get drunker and drunker and drunker. I swear, I when he get to see that actually. I swear, when he gets up at one point, you hear him knock down a full twelve pack of bottles underneath. <laughs> well, I, I guess we, you know. Yeah, you're right, Quinn. My pet peeve is the super kicks and knee strikes, especially after watching a woman super kick another woman in the head in yeah, 20 seconds. Really she's dead. Happens, so, so, like, so. that's where I was getting back with the forearms. Like you said, you know, save the hands. Mm-hmm. I think even with forearms, they're going to still leave a hell of a mark on your fucking side of your head too. If you give people forearms to the fucking Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. Granted, that was more of an elbow, elbow. to the head. But. Yeah, yeah, an elbow, so that way he could cut them. But that's what they do in UFC too. When they have them mounted, they'll go with the for- with the forearms because that's. That's going to do a lot more damage than a fist. Yep, and I think that's the that's the fine line that we're walking here with wrestling and UFC, and it's the problem because they've decided to incorporate so much UFC into wrestling now with you know various holds and submissions. You know, I. I, I'm trying to think, you know, who really started. I mean, yeah, you can say Ken Shamrock and and those type of guys, but like when I remember when the Undertaker started doing like triangle holds and and stuff like that. Oh, for a submission. It, yeah, it seems like that's when they really started to kind of incorporate the UFC style of things, and you know, for better or for worse, when you put somebody in, in a in a knee bar, let's say oh, knee bar, bro. Goldberg's was tremendous. <laughs> what but, a uh, knee bar, bro. <laughs> you know, you put somebody in a knee bar for you know for forty five seconds while they're trying to get to the ropes, and then on Saturday I watch it in UFC and a guy taps out in two seconds. You know, that's kind of the the fine line you have to walk, I guess, and. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's passed us by, guys. I don't know. Maybe we're just old, bitter sons of bitches like Jim Cornette. Yep, it could, I don't know. that could be totally it too. I don't right. know. I, I guess I just want more of a realistic feel instead of see. That's why I really liked the Triple H Randy Orton match from Super Showdown because you know, yes, it was slow. Yes, they didn't do a whole they lot. They were in the patient, beginning, but it and was working. They yes, didn't rush. Yes, it made sense, and it and it worked. And there was, oh, imagine that there was selling. <laughs> I saw a guy bump off a off a punch and then sell his face, which is shocking. Well, hey, like the show we're at, Randy Orton sold the chest. Yep. He got chopped in the chest. He was acting like he was getting hit with an axe. Now, do you guys think that that match would have worked for anybody else other on the card other than? Uh, Triple H and Randy Orton. Do you think anybody else could have pulled that off? Depends on the workers. Because, I mean, if it's like a Rollins and, you know, like Finn Balor match, that's not going to work because they're both fast workers and, like, they do the high spots. But they could build to that, I think. Yeah, they no, they could do the slow build, the slow burn, we'll call it. Okay. I mean, because that's what I liked about it was the slow build, and then you got to a point where – you know, uh, Trips gives Orton like five backdrops onto the oh, table. Yeah, that was you know, great. so they did amp it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I don't know. It, it just seemed like it did seem like a throwback match, if you will, to early two thousands maybe. But it was refreshing as hell to, to watch, and there it was just, it was so different than anything I've seen lately. There was what two false finishes you know? too. Yeah, not, not nineteen. Yeah. Uh, and that's I felt the, the same thing. way. Thank you for bringing that up. That yeah, was nice too. That was great too. It wasn't false finish after it, because it it just seems like now the entire match is let's just get to our false finishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole you know? match is a finish. Y- yes, it exactly. Is. And yeah. here they did a build. Of... They do the powder, then the finish. <laughs> 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 you know, it was real similar to the to the Cody and Dustin match from uh, from AEW. Where you know people freaked the fuck out when they saw that much blood because they haven't seen it in years, but again, it was it was a bit of a slow build. It had a throwback feel to it, and it just it was just so refreshing over these goddamn gymnastic routines that I've been watching lately. You know, and that we've all been watching lately. It's you're almost like desensitized to the shit. You know, exactly. And we're not knocking the whole gymnastics thing because we understand it has to be done no he's not he's not you have guys hey no they're talented motherfuckers but oh absolutely no but it's something it's just too much it's yeah right now i think because what even dave hero was telling us right that uh, there's pendulum swings yes yes. so are we in that swing right now for the next couple years where it's just boom 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 finish finally it's over i'm i'm hoping that the cody and dustin match uh Opened eyes. The yeah, and, and the Triple H Orton match. Unfortunately, it's probably going to get overlooked because of the the debacle that was the main event with Goldberg and Taker. I don't know. But what you're talking you about. know, to be able to see um, matches like that of that style, it's just it's just so refreshing and different because everybody is kind of wrestling the same way. Whether it be you know your your real fast uh, ricochet style matches or a match that has nothing but one extended finish, it's just refreshing to see a slow build. So I hope that we're going to start seeing a trend maybe back that way. And quite honestly, the guys are going to have a whole hell of a lot longer careers if they wrestle matches like we saw, like the two I'm talking about, mm-hmm. then if they flip and flop around and take 47 knee strikes to the face well, and bumping on the concrete outside and, and everything else. As much as you want, wanted to do that, it's just the... The attention span of even the fan now is so much. No, you are. You want, you want, yeah, you you want, right you want it now. Account. You want it now. I mean, look at like when Austin turn, was turning to face. Like it's not like they went, oh, right now he's a face like they do now. No, it was a slow build of that. Same with Cena when he went from being the heel rapper to the good guy rapper. They took their time and let it go organically. Mm-hmm. Now it's like they made a save. They're a good guy now. And I think that's. You know, maybe that's part of the problem why they don't have any stars because it's the uh, it's the big show slash Mark Henry, good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy, good oh, guy, God. bad guy. I think thing. I lost count on how you many know? times Big Show has been one or the other. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, maybe that's part of it too. I mean, I I know people talk about it every week on a number of different <laughs> uh, podcasts and things like that, but I don't know. I I'm curious to see what the reaction is going to be to the type of matches if they have more of them like Cody and Dustin like Triple H and Orton had at Super Showdown if we start to see more of those if they get a little bit more buzz once all the nonsense from Goldberg knocking himself out uh kind of blows over you know it'll be interesting to see where it goes because you know you think about some of the guys with the talent they have you know 
whether that's a, a Gargano or a Seth Rollins or a Champa when he comes back, imagine the type of match they could have if you gave those guys like 30 minutes and said, just take your time. Yeah. You don't need to rush. Just build to your super athletic, amazing stuff that blows people away. No, we got to tie up, powder, finish. Yeah, it, it'll be it, really interesting to see if that. Got to have nineteen to falsies. Flight. Nineteen falsies are that's the that's the line. That's that's the bar. That's the bar we <laughs> that's set. That's the minimum, dude. How fun would that be to just go into a match now and be like, all right, let's see if we can get twenty false finishes <laughs> in less than ninety seconds, just in the open. I mean, it, it could be done. I mean, it, yep. it, it used to be just the you know the quick like roll up into the schoolboy into this into that. That's what I'm that. saying. Yeah. That you can do all be... center. You can do yeah. all middle of the ring. Yeah, I mean, and that was great at the at the start. Okay, that's fine. But then we don't need okay pedigree. All right, try and pin him. Oh, he kicks out. RKO kicks out. Back and reverses into another pedigree. Kick out. Back reverses. How into great would that be? And you're onto something. How great would that be to do the whole you know twenty falsies? Right. Yeah. They get two dudes get up. <laughs> Crowd acknowledges it, right? Saying, oh, good job, right? Yeah, and then they just come in to do like a fist bump and then RKO, one, two, three, that's the finish. <laughs> How great would that be? Well, because I always remember that. Uh, that was always the running joke uh, backstage, you know, before before the show. Okay, all right. We're going to lock up. I'll give you a stunner. You kick out, all right? You get up. I give you a rock bottom. You kick out. Then you get up. I give you a pedigree. You kick out. You just keep coming back. It was never that the jokes I heard. It was just... <laughs> I don't know, Dave. We'll see what we get out there. <laughs> that was an Andrew's uh, sixth match that he heard that. Oh, gotcha. Fourth. Oh, get fourth. it right. Fourth. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, before we you do. Should, you it, should know my history, but. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a fan of uh, we'll start slow and taper off from there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to do? A headlock? We'll nah. Start. Why don't we just, you know, take it easy, do a couple laps around, really taunt the a, people. What's the finish? On the headlock, I'll raise your arm three times, and you let it go all three times, so you're out. Submission. Uh, that would be great. You know, before we go home here, you did mention Taker Goldberg a oh, couple yeah. times. And, uh, and uh, five-finger stinker. Was it you, Andy? Dave, was he? No, it was me that had the lead pipe lock of the week on uh, You said for the whole show, show, not for the main event. I, I said... As a whole, maybe we should go back and listen to it, but I said as a whole, I think the show is going to be a bit of a stinker. Hey, Frankie, this is where you put it in where he plays last week's clip. No? Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought we'd give him time to put that in, but anyhow. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I like I said, overall, the show as a whole, eh, kind of a bit of a stinker. I mean, they spent a shitload of money on fireworks. I don't know if uh, – what is it? Bartolotta's, if, if they got that contract, but whoever did, they got paid. <laughs> they got paid good. Well, I thought the Rollins match was pretty good. Then they teased Lesnar cashing in. Uh, the 50-man. I can't Christ. take Baron Corbin seriously <laughs> wearing what he wears, though. The dude's like 6'5", a legit boxer, could be a legit badass. And former couple-year NFL, uh, couple NFL player. Yeah, Golden like, Glove guy. But you put him in that suit. And I just see the guy who was the commissioner who was a punching bag for everybody. And you want me to believe that Seth Rollins is going to have trouble beating this guy? Seth Rollins just beat the beast. He just took out Brock. And he's going to have a problem with this guy who pushes pencils? Yeah, but so then the other matches, Dolphin Kofi <laughs> was good. 
Uh, I, I, I did enjoy. Honestly, I fast forwarded through that. Oh one. Jesus! The Dol- so, so you're Dol- going to say the show was a stinker and you didn't even watch the whole I show? I missed one match. Okay, one match I missed because I there's like zero emotional investment <laughs> in it for me. And I didn't even care. Well, and the good news is, is you can always depend on Kofi and Dolph to always oh, put yeah. on a solid match. Yeah, they're. Pro- at, I'm sure at probably minimum, it's always going to be solid. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Lead pipe. Oh wait, they did deliver. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> wait, the, the bucks are out of it. <laughs> oh jeez, fuck you <laughs> and your goddamn victory cigar. Just wait till I get that bitch fired up for the NFL season. Oh god, oh, boy. And we won't even have a bad medicine studio anymore because <laughs> I'll burn <laughs> this son of a bitch to the ground. <laughs> We'll have too many Jim Beams and the candle went over or something. <laughs> the candle? <laughs> we got lightning. too many Jim Bean bottles. We can't afford the electricity bill. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe you were trying to set the mood for some of the ladies. They don't need the mood set. Because <laughs> they were all passed out on Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Here, ladies, box wine is the best. (laughs) He's just hoping he doesn't bump their head on the door when he's dragging them in. (laughs) But now back to speaking of head bumping, uh, (laughs) Taker Taker dropping uh, Goldberg. Lovely segue, Dave. Yep. (laughs) I'll save you. Don't worry. That's well, both uh, both Taker dropping Goldberg and Goldberg spiking <laughs> Taker on the most realistic brain buster I've ever seen in my life. You know, those two dudes are still strong for being their age, and they're probably in the back thinking they could still do it. I oh, totally yeah. get that. But at the same time, don't you think they should each try to protect each other at certain ages, saying, hey, maybe we should stay – like, pulling a Mason Quinn, maybe I, we I, shouldn't I, do that. You I know? think maybe they tried we should to. Just... I, I think they did try to protect them, but, you know – Again, Monday morning quarterback here. I think Goldberg got his bell rung. Taker, I'm That's sure, asked him, like, hey, brother, you good? Can you go? And take Goldberg, you know, how uh-huh. the, the dude thinks it's oh, real, yeah. you know? He's like, oh, fuck yeah, you, I can go, baby. You can see where Undertaker is, like, like asking yeah, him. Yeah, there's there's clearly, parts, too, where he puts his hand over his mouth just like I'm doing to talk to him. Yeah, and you know Goldberg, anyone in that position except Andrew is probably going to be like, yeah, I'm good, brother. <laughs> I'm going to be like, pin me. Pin me now. No, no I'm not good. This is it. <laughs> I just yell at the top of my head, I'm fucked. Pin me. <laughs> I don't even want to bump. Put me in that Put me in that Dragon's Gate, Hell's Gate, Baldur's Gate thing you do. Just choke me out, brother. <laughs> choke me out legit. I don't want to remember this at all. Uh, but I don't know that match. I feel bad for the guys, and of course, typical f- WWE fans all over Twitter just hating on but everything you know what, though? they do. They they were in the main event, which means they were the big draw. Which means this old ass uh, Goldberg, a guy who yeah was over big time back in the day, but never uh, really. Um, known as as a good technical wrestler, never known as a guy who could cut a promo. That's who you had carry the pay per view. Let's be honest. You had Goldberg and Undertaker. You know, two guys who are basically semi retired, if not full on retired, um, well up in there in years, carrying the pay per view. Why? Because you didn't have anybody else that anybody gives a shit about. You want to watch the best that Goldberg can do, just watch his match with Lord Steven Regal in WCW where he got exposed for how shitty he was. And that's where Jericho started calling him <laughs> Greenberg. Was, and, you know, he's most, 
at most a five minute match. You know, you watch them. But oh, we kind of do whatever. You do the sport. Used... You do the spear. You do the. Yep. And then the jackhammer done. That's all you needed from him. But if used correctly, works. he can he can be the face of your company and WCW exactly. prove that if he's used correctly. So it's just like I think that's kind of unfair because, you know, that'd be like saying you want uh, I don't know. Abdullah the Butcher to go out there and do a 60-minute Broadway with um, Eddie Guerrero. You know, it's like you got to put guys in their place to succeed. You know, you got to be like Paul Heyman. Abdullah doesn't wrestle. (laughs) He does karate. He does taekwondo. That's Dark Side of the Ring. He he says it himself in it. He says he does not. He's not a wrestler. He does karate. He does all this. All he's not mocking him. But you know, so it's like (laughs) not at all. No. <laughs> he was totally paraphrasing or well, quoting. He knows pretty him. much. Yeah, pretty you're, much. You're quoting. Yeah. He knows him. <laughs> Just yeah. like Kevin Nash. You know. It's like you know <laughs> Kevin Nash. <laughs> I didn't even know I, I know it, Kevin Nash oh like I God. do. <laughs> well, yeah, I just uh, I pulled out that one photo I sent you guys in the ugly sweaters with Pat Patterson and <laughs> That's right. That was that was your recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I told but, him to do that when I, I was hope six. I hope going forward that Taker can still go. We obviously Goldberg still looks athletic for their ages. Both of them look yeah, athletic I mean, for yeah, their yeah, ages. So I'm hoping they, they go great. with the younger crop now, like Undertaker versus Finn and Goldberg versus Rollins. Those are just examples because those guys are going to help the match itself. Undertaker look and better. Goldberg just going to stand in the middle of the ring, and those guys are going to bump hey, off. That's them? what that's yeah. what Yokozuna used to do with Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels made Yokozuna yeah. look like I a mean, million maybe, bucks. Maybe now we'll get something with Goldberg and Riddle. I mean, they're setting it up. Yeah, basically. Because you can't tell me that the WWE just allowed Riddle to post those videos. I thought those tweets were deleted. Well, they probably are, but... But, yeah, but in this day and age, everybody's... Everything. Yeah, everything is pretty much a work. Oh, just like uh, Edge and Becky Lynch right now? Yes. (laughs) That's that's news to Quinn? That's news to me. They got a social media feud going on, and and it's actually not bad. Well, it's pretty much to... You know, this is what happens when you let a bunch of millennials run wrestling. I swear to God, AEW is going to end up going down this, this... Pathway, well, rabbit hole. If they a- start doing it, it's no, dude. Be AEW. This is how AEW is AEW now because they they are the kings of social media for wrestling world, and WWE is dabbling. Well, has been dabbling in the oh, social I know. media. I, I world. saw the divas. I know they've been dabbling <laughs> in the social media. So has Seth Rollins. <laughs> Apparently, whoops. <laughs> yeah, you guys are gonna have to smart me up on that. I didn't. I saw something about Edge. Saying something like well, that. Well, because uh, when Rollins... I thought he was going to say smarting him up about the Brazzers. Is it Brazzers? <laughs> Brazzers, Dave? <laughs> Tasers. Dave's, Dave's, Dave's going to smart us up That's right. That. He's a smart us up. Tasers. Uh, no. Taser face. <laughs> no, because remember when uh, uh, Seth Rollins was dating that one girl that had all the tattoos that had the like, oh, anti-Semite stuff? Yeah. She sent, uh, he sent her a, a pic... And then she, when they broke up, she released it so everybody saw it. So that's what Edge gotcha. was talking about. <laughs> that's funny now. <laughs> because 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 uh, Becky Lynch said, you know, careful for those redheads out there because Lita was a redhead yeah. when Edge started plowing her. <laughs> oh, like a John Deere. So, so it's pretty much just to set up a Beth Phoenix match with oh, Becky Jesus. Lynch. You know, because because he's told he said she's said countless times like yeah I'm trying to fight Beth throughout it but 
you know, they're going at each other. Oh, boy. Which is another fantastic, fantastic, I can't even talk tonight, segue for Into Quinn. Into redheads on going, risers. <laughs> for Quinn and his new lead pipe lock of the week. The brand new lead pipe lock of the week. Well, where do we want to go, ladies and gentlemen? Do we want to go into the world of pro sports? Do we want to go into the world of sports entertainers, as Jericho would say? Or do we want to go to the world of uh, film and pop culture? Where do we want to go with this? Tons of options for you, Mason Quinn. The world is your oyster, my friend. What's going on in the world? Let's see. Well, let's see. Lead pipe lock of the week. You guys put me on the spot here. I didn't have a chance to prepare. Dramatic pause. Don't worry. I'm sure good music will be added. Okay, Ed, you can just just edit this out where I'm where I'm thinking. <laughs> edit out the last oh, five minutes. Oh, I got minutes. it. Lead, lead pipe lock. Lead pipe lock of the week is you, the um, the tag team champions on both the women's and the men's side. Uh, and I'm, on the men's side, I'm speaking about uh, Hawkins and Ryder. And on the women's side, the Iconics, they will not defend their titles, I'll bet you, at least until the next uh, pay-per-view, as long as it's three weeks away. So I guess what I'm saying is that you will not see the tag team titles defended short of three, four weeks. Yeah, all right, guys, wrap your heads around that one. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking about it, because (laughs) when was the last time they defended the tag titles? You're kind of on something truly on there. Since the Iconics won the belts at what, Mania? They defended them at that house show. They defended them. No, the belts weren't on the line. (laughs) They defended the belts once afterwards, and I think so did Hawkins and Ryder. They defended the belts once afterwards, and they haven't done it since. It's because of the wild card rule. They can't get any time on the shows. Ah, it's genius. (laughs) I'm brilliant. I'm a genius. (laughs) Well... On that well, lead pipe. Was there a shout-out you had, though, too, this week? Shout-out to Pierre, I thought. Oh, big, big shout-out to uh, Pierre-Francois uh, being a man and getting his uh, motorcycle license. He so can, He can drive on the Autobahn now with his, with his little moped. Germany, dipshit. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Shout-out to Pierre-Francois <laughs> getting his motorcycle license. God damn, I'm I'm trying to get all of America on two wheels and uh I'm getting there, ladies and <laughs> One gentlemen. Person I'm getting at there. A time. One person at a time, I'm getting there. So uh, do yourselves a favor, go down to your local dealer, get yourself some brochures, uh read a little literature, watch yourself some YouTube videos, and uh enjoy the sport that is motorcycling. I was talking to a guy about that at work and he said he would get himself a trike before anything. Well, you know, it's, and I was like, "Really, a trikey? What are you gonna get the little tassels and a little uh, bell there? Bring, bring!" <laughs> if you want to work really hard and do a lot of steering and not just lean, I suppose you know, that's that's <laughs> on you. And folks, go get yourself a GT40. They're only a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. I mean, who needs a house? Who needs or, a mortgage? Or at least go see the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Go catch Ferrari V Ford. On the when it comes out, Macy Quinn, any sponsors that you w- should be on the wish Easy list for you to say? <laughs> <laughs> Try that again. Twice as nice. Latest should be sponsored to the Bad Medicine Podcast. I will say Whirlpool Refrigerators. Do you like ice? Do you like water? 
Do you like your food and beverages cold and or frozen? Well then, ladies and gentlemen, you go down and get yourself a Whirlpool refrigerator. Uh, I think they used to be American-made. Where are they made now? Shit, I don't know. Probably China. Either way, still getting it done after all these years. Whirlpool refrigerators. Another sponsor of the Bad Medicine Podcast should be Honda Power Sports. Soon to be uh, sponsoring sponsoring Pierre Francois on two wheels. You never know what what he's going to end up with. Maybe it's a G-Wing. Maybe it's a Fireblade. Maybe it's something a little bit more safe. We'll see. Thanks to Honda Power Sports. And as always, got to thank our favorite should-be sponsors, Jim Beam Smooth Drinking Kentucky Bourbon. Uh, that's number four for Andrew. He just poured himself right now. But with the Aviation Gin, who's not sponsored yet. Aviation Gin's the shits. Nobody drinks that stuff. I like it. <laughs> You're just hoping Ryan Reynolds notices. Yep. No, yeah. it's, it is delicious. It's pure, Don't listen to pure Quinn garbage. on that. You get yourself some of that good stuff that comes in a plastic jug. Maybe a cheap bottle of Thunderbird. <laughs> back when I was in my prime, huh? That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, going to wrap it up with the last sponsor. Now this is a sponsor who's taken real good care of us. We can't thank them enough, but we got to say their products are just simply head and shoulders above everyone else. And that is Ford Motor Company with the sponsoring of us by giving us each one shiny new Raptor F-150 to drive as we please to put through its paces. And I got to say, I was just out in the desert last week, 100 miles an hour, going over three-foot whoops like they weren't even there. Simply incredible. Do yourselves a favor. They don't even need to advertise these trucks. They sell so good. Go down to the dealership. If you can't afford the GT40, say, hey, give me a Raptor in the same color. What's great is we have them in red, white, and blue. Absolutely. I'm trying to get gold rims on mine to match my motorcycle, but we'll see what we can do. Where'd you confiscate them rims from? Don't worry about it, Rome. <laughs> you did the driving stare, didn't you? I taught him that. By the way, how well, we'll talk about this on the next podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, soon to be followed up on the next podcast, we're going to dive deep into the legend and lore that is the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> oh, Can't wait for that 10-hour episode. Will be tremendous. That's it from myself, Mason Quinn, the answer Andrews Diamond Dave Timon. <laughs> he wanted to. See, he I wanted to say it so bad. He wanted to do that and so bad. So See, bad. It's it's not that easy, is it, Quinn? <laughs> Let me take this well, then. I didn't know. For if Mason I should... Quinn, Diamond Dave, and the answer, Andrews. Thank you again for listening to the podcast as better than all other podcasts. I was just gonna call you Andy. Oh fuck off. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. Good night now. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom!